I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Bishop T.D. Jakes is in- This is how my life goes. He has a book called Instinct, The Power to Unleash Your Inborn Drive. Now, I have to tell you, uh, I've been watching his sermons this year. I mean, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Those of you who are part of the Potter's House, I don't have to tell you that Bishop Jakes literally hit a new level. I don't know what happened, but he hit a new level, anointing this year. And when I watched his message about transformational thinking, I, 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 I was like, oh, <laughs> I love it. And I knew you, everybody needed to hear this. So if you're at a crossroads in your life, you're disappointed by how your life is going, you're worried that this may be as good as it gets, honey, a transformation is on the way for you. This is a life class for you. So this is what I would do. You, you, you should really record this class. And you can play just a little bit every morning to jumpstart your day and, and begin your own transformation. So I, I just want to know, what, what happened to you this year? I don't know. <laughs> you you, know you, it looks like you stepped into another level of teaching and being. I think, you know, once you get over in your 50s, you start reflecting, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You start reflecting. And I, I began to look at my own life and started sitting down to write. And I started writing instincts. And it started gushing out of me, just gushing out of me. And I, I have never been able to articulate that, that compass through which I move beyond the Holy Spirit itself, but how you think, how you process, how you reason, and to be able to articulate it. If we pass on to our children our stuff and don't pass on our thoughts, they will run through our stuff. So the greatest thing we can give them is how we think. Interesting because Bishop Jake says we all have the power to transform into the highest and best representation of ourselves. That that is awaiting us. That the question is, where do we start? And you know, what I love is that one of my favorite Bible verses is, be transformed yes. by yes. the renewing. Yes. 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 Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that's what you're really talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Because the reality of the matter is, any other place that you try to transform from is not going to work. You, you have to change the way you think about the circumstance, the situation. We spend so much money changing the way we look, the way we dress, the, where we live. We change all the outside, but until you change the inside, you're really not gonna change your life. And so I'm excited about having the opportunity and not just changing your life as it relates to your behavior and your character and all of that. That's very important too. And for me, that is a God thing. But even changing your career, what you focus on, what you, what you put your energy in, who you hang around, what you're gonna do with this section of your life. That's, that's, a, that's a, oh, I got an amen corner going here. Come on here, don't start. 
because all of us are in the process of evolving. All of us want to live our life to our fullest and highest potential. We do not want to get to the end of our lives and wonder what if. We, we, we want to, as the saying goes, die empty, to have poured out the very riches of yourself. And I want to show them how to do that. Okay. I'm going to let you have the floor, but one of the, one of the stories that I heard you telling in your sermon, I was so moved by the story about the dog and the legs. Can, yes, you, can, can yes. you just share that before we get started? Well, it, it, the, the, the dog was a, a female dog who had been hit in an accident and her back legs were broken and she was pregnant and she birthed puppies. And oddly enough, the puppies were fine. They were, they were completely normal, except for the fact they drugged their hind legs just like their mother. And the amazing thing about the puppies who drug their legs is their legs were completely fine. But if what you see modeled in front of you, you understand? If, if what you see modeled in front of you is in any way deformed or deranged, your, your concept of normalcy is defined by what you see. Yeah. It is hard to be what you have not seen. Yeah. So it's about surrounding yourself with good things, surrounding yourself with aspirational things so that you can see the highest part of yourself. Because we have to have it modeled. It's not enough to have it preached to us or taught to us or anything else. We have to have it modeled, have it demonstrated. What does this look like? What does it feel like? You, you can get information from people, but the real inspiration that transforms your life needs to be modeled in front of you. So many times we get a degree in something, and then when we get into it, we don't like it. We get a job somewhere, and when we get the job, we don't like it because we have not had it modeled in front of us. And, and the problem with the puppy is that he had a bad model. And many of us are suffering from the bad models we had along the way. I'm going to let you take it away. How about that? I'm going to let you have it. I'm going I'm to take a seat over here and let you do your bishop thing. Well, if, if you take a seat, I'm going to stand up. How about that? Now, I, I think one of the things that we do not realize is how much has been laid on us by other people. The whole body of our experiences are summarized through the things we've read and the things we've seen and the things we've been taught. And I, I want you to think this way, that, that failure is a learned behavior. Yes. Yes. You, you were not created to fail nor were you created to be misallocated. There is a strategy in mind where when you find the place where you fit the best, you are the most functional where you fit the best. Most of us have been crammed into what people needed us to be. And we have been responders reacting to what the needs were, what the kids wanted, what mother had in mind, what your sister had in mind, what your boyfriend wanted, what your husband wanted, what your girlfriend wanted. And after a while, you get sometimes 20, 30, 40 years old, you start saying, wait a minute, I've been everybody but me. Okay, so, so I've got a little illustration. I'm, I know it looks like I'm getting ready to make a cobbler or something, but I'm really not. Uh, I've got these apples here because I want you to understand about this apple, that this apple right here is really an orchard. It is an orchard. Come on with it. The problem is, in order to get the potential, its highest and best potential, you have to get beyond the peelings and all the things that have been placed on top of it. Now, imagine the apple is you, and you're trying to get your orchard out. But there's all of these things surrounding you that are, are causing you not to be 
who you were created to be. The transformational potential of this apple is never in its peeling. It's never in the meat of the apple. It is, it is only when you are able to get it down to the core. Okay? The core essence, when you touch the core and you get down to the seed, you have then gotten to the place where you can find its fullest and best potential. You either have to cut to it or rot to it. Okay? Yeah. So, so, so many people rot to it. <laughs> they rot to it. Things go bad so long, so terrible. Situations in crisis, they don't come to themselves till they're in jail or they're strung out or they're overwhelmed or they're suicidal and, and they rot to the core. But what we want to do is cut to the core. Hello. You want to cut to the core. You want to peel away all the things you have had to be so that you can get down to the core of what you were created to be. Come on with it. And see, at this core, in this core are the seeds of greatness. Not just one tree, but many trees. And what I want you to understand when we start talking about transformational thinking is that I want you to stop thinking from a place of pain. Stop thinking from a place of what happened to you and start thinking from a place of who you are. Not, not what you did. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Oh, I'm so sorry about this. Oh, this is so terrible. Oh, I'm such a bad person. Oh, I'll never be able to get up on my feet. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what they did to me. Look what he did to me. Look what she did. Look at how much power you're giving away. Yeah, 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 When yeah. you allow the assignments and actions of other people to determine your destiny, you have given the power to the other person. And even with yourself, you don't want to be in a position where you are imprisoned by who you were 20 years ago. What happened to you when you were seven? What happened to you when you were 12? Some of us are still living out these doomed models of crippled mothers who taught us deformity in how we think and function. So this is not about cutting down to what happened it is not about cutting down to what you did or what they did. It's not even about what anybody did. It is getting to the core of who you are. Because yes. you are best yes. when you are at your core. Yes. What was I created to be? All right. What was I created to be? Because you are the most powerful. You are the most powerful when you are authentic. When you are not shaped into some caricature or some mutation of who you really are. And that's why we're so tired. Have you ever seen so many tired people in all of your life? I mean, everybody's tired. Everybody's tired. 30 years old and exhausted. 25 year olds can't get out of the bed in the morning. You know why we're tired? Because we're pretending. It takes so much work to pretend when you can really be who you are and find out where you fit and function from the place of comfortability, then you stop working. You stop wrestling. So it's about finding your flow. Yes. It's about finding your flow. It's Absolutely. Finding your flow. And when you get in that, that's a life-changing experience. Okay. How do we get to the core? The most amazing thing is that we study everything but ourselves. We walk into rooms and environments, we watch other people, we emulate other people, we wear their names, we wear their clothes, we wear their stuff, we fix our hair like them. We know everything about all the people we admire and nothing about ourselves. 
Maybe you need to date you. Maybe you need to date you. Maybe you need to date you in such a way that yeah. you get to know who you are yeah. and you value what you're giving away, yeah. what you bring to the table. And people have a hard time getting down to their core because some of us really don't know who we are. We know what we own, we know what we drive, we know the degrees we have, but we don't know who we are. Getting down to who you are may embody questions like, what motivates me? What, what, what is it that when I do that thing, I am impassioned when I do it? What makes a flame ignite in my eye? What makes me leap out of the bed in the morning? What was it about being in this particular environment that made me functional and fiery and invigorated? Because that's where your power is. Get to know that. What do you add to the room? What do you add to the room? What do you add to the room? And some of these questions means you also need to have some people around you who are very honest. That you can trust that, that instead of these generic, oh, I'm so glad to see you, and I'm always happy when you, what about me makes you happy? Because stats say that we spend 80% of our time working at things that we're not really good at. And only 20% of our time focusing on the area that is really the most powerful and the most functional. That is your core. Imagine if you gave 80% of your energy to that 20% of who you are. Instead of spending all of your energy responding to other people's demands and situations. And that's why everybody's so tired. They're tired. They're tired. So let's use Tara's story okay. to show how someone gets to the core. I have struggled with substance abuse issues for nearly 20 years. I've gone into rehab and relapsed at least five times. The drugs robbed me of being able to raise my own children and be in their lives. I've been clean nearly nine months. My fears about this time is that I felt just as strongly about recovering and still managed to relapse. The most important thing to me is keeping myself on the straight and narrow, that I can be that mother I always dreamed of being, whatever it takes and whatever I need to do to change. I'm willing to do just that. That willingness, Tara, is the power. Stand up, Tara. Stand up for a moment, let them see. Being here is victory. Being here is victory. Being here is victory. It takes, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to say, I blew it. I messed up. I got off the track. I want to get back on the track. One of the things I was dying to ask you, when you were into the drug thing at its height, what do you think? Because I believe that most people who end up in addictive behaviors do it to medicate some pain that they cannot live with. So this, the drug of choice becomes how you anesthetize the pain. Mm -hmm. So what were you trying to anesthetize? Well, Bishop Jakes, I had so much trauma, which included physical abuse outside the home, the grief of losing my father at the age of three, where I was the apple of his eye, and when he died, 
Nobody cared about me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then my behavior was outrageous because I didn't understand where my father went to. Mm -hmm. So he was a disciplinarian as well as my world. And you loved him. And I loved him. Mm -hmm. okay. So now that's gone. So now, you know, my mother has to work and provide. Okay, let's stop the story. Because that's all the story. That's right. what you were saying. That's the story that's all happened. And we all have terrible things. Sure. And I empathize with you sure. and feel that. So sure. what you're saying is we have to let go of what the story was, no matter how tragic the story was. Absolutely. You have to what did you say at the last life class? You got to step out of your history. You and step out of your history and into your destiny. Yes. Step out of your history and into your destiny. All of your energy and all of your emotions and yeah. all of your creativity and all of your visions are looking backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to drive forward looking in the rearview mirror. And you can't do that because you can't change what happened. Right. You, you can only change what's going to happen. You understand Amen. what I'm saying? Yes. And, and, and when, you, when you live in that space of yesterday, mm -hmm. it takes so much energy to keep that going that you're not available for today. If, if today called the role, you wouldn't be able to be present because you are present in the pain of your past. The very fact that other people have gone through what you have gone through and made it out yeah. to heights unknown yeah. Yeah. is a sign you that can you can it. transform you can and it. change your life. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. But, 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 but I think this is interesting, Tara, I, that you can be a teacher for us all. Because I've done this too. When somebody asks you, you know, about your life, you start going back to all the painful things. We never talk about the great things that happen. We always right. go to the most painful things. And look at what happens to your energy when that starts to happen. You start telling the story, then you think of another worse thing and another worse thing and another worse thing. And before you know it, wow. you're in it. You're, right. you're in it. That has just consumed you. And that becomes where your energy goes. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm. And the other thing I think is very, very important that she brings out to us, she says, when my father died, nobody cared for me anymore. And nobody paid me any attention. Nobody loved me. Nobody paid me any attention. The problem is that means that's the model that you're working from. And the real problem is not that they didn't love you. It's that you don't love you. You see, because if you model that kind of abuse and that kind of neglect, you inherit that attitude about yourself. Right. Yeah. See, because people who are well-loved love themselves. Yeah. People who are denied love don't love themselves and find it difficult to accept love because they don't believe that it's authentic. It has to come from you. What, the reason I wrote Instinct is because it's not about being rich or being famous. It's about being your best self. Yeah. And it's about using what's in you to change what's around you. So what does she need to start doing? She needs to start actually telling herself another story. And she, she needs to start telling herself another story. And the other thing she needs to start doing about is start living in the future. Living in the future. Living in the future. I am going to do this. I am about to do this. I, I have this goal in mind. Look at what I can do in the next. And, and even though it may be a 10-year goal, you can have one-year intervals and celebrate that year. I made it through this week. I made it through this month. And give yourself rewards and celebrate yourself and be what you are missing to yourself. And you know Be what? what you are missing to yourself. Tweet, tweet, hallelujah. 
you will draw people who reflect how you feel about you. Yes, you will. You will draw people. A person who loves themselves will draw people who love them. A person who, who does not like themselves will draw abuse. They will welcome abuse because what you are seeing around you is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. You can change this. You need to say that again, Bishop, because I see the puzzlement in your face. I think a lot of people don't really get that your life is always a mirror. It's like holding up a mirror to what's going on inside you. So if you have a lot of anger, if you have drug addicts around you, if you have people who are always jealous around you, that is a mirror of what is going on inside with Absolutely. you. It, it really is. That's, what, that's the way energy works. You draw to yourself exactly what you are. So you're surrounded by what looks like you all the time. You can't change the outside if you don't change the inside. And that, that is what transformational thinking is all about. That's what it's all about. about. It's yeah. Getting to the core of the matter. That's yeah. really what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. You cannot build from what you did. You have to build from who you are. Yes. That core, that seed tells you this is your essence. This is what fires you. And your homework is to go back through your life and see what fires you, what motivates you, what impassions you. When you're in this environment, what does it do for you? And then invest your time, your energy, and your resources in your core, what really drives you. Not what you did, not where you've been, not who did it to you, but getting to what you are a gift. You are a gift. What do people get when they get you? You, At home, we call it team gifted. You, you are on Team Gifted. There is not one person in this room or watching on television or in this world that is not carrying a gift. You need to unwrap that thing and put it out there and use it because you are gifted. Hallelujah. I got one more thing to say okay. about when you said about when you said about when you don't love yourself, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to receive love or accept love. Mm-hmm. When yes, it's it is. Com- yes, it you is. know. And I have my fiance here with me. He he's been my Avery. He's been my my Ivory. my support. <laughs> <laughs> he's been my support over the last five years. But when we met, it's just like what you said. Because I don't love myself. I'm thinking, you know, these people phony. Mm-hmm. He he don't really care he about love me. me. He could. But he's been with me every step of the way, and I have never seen anything like that in my life. So, this is what you have to do to make it easier for him to love you. When he gets ready to love you and you feel uncomfortable and those negative voices start talking to you, don't fight him, fight the discomfort. You see? You understand? (laughs) Yeah. See? See? If you're not careful, you will fight him away and hold on to the discomfort because in truth, you've been married to it. So so there's a divorce that has to take place. And when he begins to love you, it's going to feel funny. One, you haven't had it for a long time. Two, it hadn't been modeled in front of you. And three, you don't know how to receive receive it. it. So it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel phony. And all the voices are going to be saying it's not real. Couldn't be that way. But that's all the things that we have cut away. And you're going to blame him, not you. Right. So I think that is so key. We all got that. Uh Did you all get that? Don't fight him. Fight the discomfort. Where's Kathy? Kathy. I'm... Almost 57, 
So with that said, I've had many trials over the years. The past few, I feel like I've been pounded with one thing after another. Two of the highlights are losing my job with two different companies that went out of business. Mm -hmm. And these were dream jobs. I thought I would possibly retire from one of them. So you just start feeling stuck and unwanted and not needed because when you started looking for a new job, you're overlooked for many of them because you're older and you're a woman. Mm. And it's been very frustrating. I've always tried to stay positive and motivated, but with not having time and youth on my side anymore, it's just really hard to stay positive and motivated. So I, so I guess the question that I would have for you is, do you have any words of wisdom for an old lady? Oh. And there's lots of them. I worry about nobody <laughs> the trouble you see. Nobody knows but Jesus. To become unstuck. Oh, OK, go ahead, Bishop. All right. I have been waiting on you. I have so much to say to you uh-huh. because the should I way, sit down? You, no. you no. might you stand up. You, you, you might faint, but <laughs> <laughs> because your narrative, your narrative. is so negative. I'm, I'm old, I'm 56, and I'm a woman. You, you have all of these reasons you fed to yourself of why you would not be desirable. They're not. Their refusal to hire you is not because of the reasons. It's because of the attitude. Because this notion of being 56 and old, I rebuke that. I rebuke that. Let me tell you why I rebuke it, because I'm 56 too. Yeah, yeah. And there, there might be a little snow on the rooftop, but there's still some fire down in this furnace here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you need to embrace this stage and this season in your life. Look at all the rich experiences that you've had. You may not get to repeat them again, because we keep wanting to make it like it was. Nothing will ever be like it was. Come on with it. If we go down to the ocean and we stick our foot in the water in the ocean and come back two years from now and go to the same spot and put the same foot in the same place, it won't be the same water. To try to get life to be what it was is to deny the reality that time has caused a flow. What you want to do is embrace the benefit of all of these rich experiences you have. You now know who you are. You now know what you think. You now have experience and wisdom to go along with where you are. And the real question for you is not trying to go back in the hole you came from and recreate what already happened. The real question is, what are you going to do with the second half of your life? Yes! Yes! Maybe it won't be a job. Maybe it will be a job. Maybe it'll be a business. Maybe it'll be a company. You have all these options. You need to hit the reset button. Reset your life and say, you know what? I have this, this huge gift of another day 
that has been given to me. I've had the gift before, but I didn't have it with the benefit of all of these experiences. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. You know more. You know more. You know so much more. Yeah. And this notion of not hiring women because they're 56, they're running companies, they're running businesses, they're CEOs. It is... Hey, hey. And, And this is your finest hour, my sister. This is your moment. Because you have all of these experiences and you've entered into this season of your life, your only burden is to decide what you want to do next. Where you want to place your energy. Yeah, you're not thinking big enough. Yeah. You're not thinking big enough. You're thinking about, I mean, he's already said it, but you're really thinking about what used to be, what was, what you used to do. And this part of your life is about opening yourself up to step out yes. into that which awaits you based upon everything else that has brought you to this moment. And find you some young 50 people. <laughs> not, not those people okay. who are knitting socks. Okay, find somebody okay, okay. so you're saying exposure for transformation. Exposure is important. Surround yourself with people you want to be like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank because you. when you surround yourself with people not only that you want to be like, but who are doing what you want to do, who have the attitude that you want to have, it emanates from them. It is contagious. It is infectious. Negative people have a contagious disease, and if you get around them, you will catch it. (laughs) You have to move around people who are positive, who are upbeat, who reinforce where you're going, who validate you, and especially when you're 56, because you have lived long enough to know what a gift every day is. Every day is a gift. It's an advantage. Every day is a gift. You don't want to waste a day, not one day. Well, I see how easy it is to do that, you know, because I turned 60 this year. And it, 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 it really was the number that caused me to have the deepest reflection and pause because I could see the rest of the world making judgments about it. Mm-hmm. And I, in my own mind, I didn't say rebuke, but now I do rebuke it. I rebuke I it. I rebuke <laughs> it. I could see that if you allow the rest of the world to define what they think 60 is, then you will end up depressed. Yes. That every day you get to redefine what 56, 57, 58, 60, 72, 63. Hello? 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 <laughs> yes. <Very good. laughs> yes. You get to put on your leopard print and walk out the door. So let's go to Tigra and our audience. Tigra, what's your question? Where's Tigra? Here I am. Here, hi, hi. darling. I hear everything you said, and I received a bit of a breakthrough, but I still have thoughts, doubts about like, who am I? Who am I to think that I'm so grand? Who am I to think that I could accomplish great things? But I want to but I get paralyzed with fear and can't move. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I because love that. this is a, something a that I question. think people do not understand. When people see other people who have great accomplishments, they assume that they have no fear. The reality is you got to feel the fear, baby girl, and do it anyway. You got to do it anyway. If you are waiting for your feelings to line up with your decisions, your life will always be on hold. You don't have to ask your emotions to give you permission to be who you were created to be. Everybody has some angst, some fear, some negative voice saying, who are you? But some people rebuke it. Yes. (laughs) 
and other people birthed it. Yeah. The difference between rebuking it and birthing it is how long you nurture the thought. Yeah. The thought comes like a seed in the womb of your mind. You can either incubate it, carry it through three trimesters, and birth it in your failure, or you can say, this is not mine, it's not on my agenda, I reject it, and I'm gonna continue on my course. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so... This, this is what I think people miss, and I know you can certainly put this in religious terms, but who are we really? I know I loved that question when you said, who am I to be somebody great? Who am I to do? I think what you teach every Sunday, and certainly are teaching through instinct, is that we are connected to all that is greatness. Yes. Exactly. That's yes. the point. Yes. You, 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 you come from the source yes. of creation. Yes. That source of creation brought you here, however you choose <laughs> yes. to feel about yes. that, right. to do something great. Now, yes. your greatness isn't what mine is. Right. What you came to do isn't what I came to do. And I think people always get confused, particularly in this day and time, yes. looking at television and yes. looking at the, the tweets yes. and the social lab and all that, seeing what other people are doing. The question what you're asking us to do through instinct, through transformational thinking, is to recognize that we come from greatness. Absolutely. From the source of all being. Our God is amazing God. Our God is amazing God. He's absolutely amazing God, okay? And, and, and you can't have an amazing God and birth an unamazing child. <laughs> find out what's amazing about you. Yes. There's, there's amazing things about you and find people who see the amazingness in you. Now, if you understand our command is to be fruitful, then you understand that we must be seedful because you cannot be fruitful if you are not seedful. You have the seeds of greatness inside of you. Put in the right environment, nurtured with the right narrative, you can be as effective at 60, 70, 80, 90, as long as you wake up, and I use this expression, it's crude, suck in air. If you woke up and you suck in air this morning, that air is energizing something you have left to do. Do not waste it. Somebody else died last night wishing they had the breath you have right now. So let's recap what we've uh, learned tonight. To begin a transformation, you must peel back the layers and go to your core. Yeah. You must go to the core. You must be sure about who you are. Discover who you are. Find out who you are. Inventory your friends. Ask them what they get when they get you until you have a clear definition of yourself, whether you're going after a job, whether you're going on a date, or whether you're trying to instruct your children. You cannot give people what you don't know you have. So re renew your mind and get rid of limiting beliefs. Renewing your mind. Hit the reset button. If computers have to do it, people have to do it. Hit the reset button and get rid of those negative beliefs and stop, especially to women, stop nurturing in your womb the seeds of negativity and birthing them because you are nurturers by nature. And you have to decide, are you going to nurture something bad or are you going to nurture something good? Surrounding yourself with people that you want to be like. Surrounding yourself with people you want to be like it takes you to the next level because they are modeling the lifestyle that you are stepping into rather than emulating the lifestyle you are stepping away from. Okay, and there's one more. Bishop, you say we must all 
anchor our spirits. What does that mean? You have to have something that anchors you because life is crazy. For me, it's my faith. But every person has to have something that doesn't move when, as my mother would say, all hell is breaking loose. Because if you don't, you get caught up in the wave of the craziness that's going on around you. And what you, you cannot be effective if you're not stable. If you're tossed to and fro by every current that comes along, I want to do an exercise. Can we do a little exercise? Do a little exercise. I, I want to do a little exercise. I need, I need some help. I'm going to choose you. You going to help me? I'm going to take you. Let me see. Come on, I'm going to take you, because that's my amen girl right there. I'm going to take you in the green. Come on, we're going to come down. Okay, I need another green. You come on, we're going to make a little circle. Amen, girl. And amen I want you to corner. hold hands and, and make a circle around, make a circle all the way around me. Okay, I'm trying to live my life, and these ladies represent all the things that are going on in my life. And I just want you to just, like, we're playing ring around the roses. I just want you to start going around. And my life is always moving. Nothing's ever stable. The kids are here and then they're gone. Is that your Married, lady? then I'm not. Good relationship, then a bad relationship. Got a job, lost a job. Entrepreneurial pursuits going well, not doing good. Keep on going. Now, I have to decide, am I going to go around with everything that's happening and be as unstable as my environment? Or can I get in the center of it all and say, though it keeps on changing, though it keeps on turning, though it keeps on spinning, I am not defined by what is happening around me. I am stable by what is happening in me. Does that make sense? Good, let's start before you get dizzy. Good, 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 good. You, you get it? You get it? So. Let the kids, let life, let circumstances, let business, let finances, let everything change. Your goal is to be steadfast, unmovable, to be solid. And in order to do that, you cannot anchor on something that's moving. You can't anchor on the kids are going to move. You can't anchor on another person they're going to move. You can't anchor on a job that's going to move. You've got to anchor in that, for me, it's my faith, in something that is solid and stable so that as this turns, I don't turn with it. Am I right? Fisher, welcome to the Preaching Life class. <laughs> Bishop's book, Instinct, is in stores. I thank you so much. It's my honor and pleasure. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. <laughs>